It doesn't matter if it's the first of the year, the end of the year, or somewhere in between. The pursuit of goals is anything but perfect. So what do you do when you get bounced off track? Maybe you hit a cold streak in order to get back going again for the goals that you really want. That's the topic on today's brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the show, competitor. Jake here, your chief encouragement officer. And today we're talking all about resilience. It's that rubber band ability to bounce back, especially in the pursuit of something important. One of the emails I got from one of our subscribers asked me this. How do you not completely quit going after your goal after you have a few mishaps or mistakes, like if you miss a day or a few days or even a couple of weeks? How do you handle that? And then separately, what do you do when it's longer? What do you do when it's months and it's so hard to start back that the excuse is to just let the streak, the cold streak, the losing streak continue are so much easier than all of the friction you feel to just get started again. We're going to dive into both of those today. So let's let's take a look at each of them separately. So on the first hand, you've got to look at the idea of when you mess up going after a goal, it's pretty common. When you set a new nutrition, when you start a new workout program, when you go after a goal, a side hustle, nothing is going to go exactly how you planned it. And for most people, understanding or having the assumption going in that it's going to be easy is really the biggest problem because they assume, well, if it's going to be easy, then there's no friction, there's no pain, there's no excuses. And when all of those things happen, that natural friction you feel to get out of your comfort zone, that mental turmoil we get into when we mess up. When all of that happens, it catches us off guard and we're unable to respond effectively. And so before we ever go after the goal, we have to understand that going after a goal is not something most people do. It's not a common thing. In fact, what we know from research is that most people don't set goals. Of those that talk about goals they have, very few write them. The ones that do write them down have a tremendously big advantage when it comes to reaching them, and even better, the ones who not only write them down, but then create a plan and have someone to hold hold them accountable, put themselves in the best position to reach that goal. So already by writing down your goals and having someone hold you accountable, you're doing something that most of society doesn't do because it's challenging. So when you know that going in, regardless of whether it's losing weight, to finish the year, starting a side hustle, writing your first book, recording, heck, your first podcast episode. If you know going in that what I'm going to do is challenging and most of society chooses not to do it, then you're better mentally prepared for the work that's ahead of you. Because when you're going into a challenge, you expect it to be a little rocky, a little bumpy, and it changes your perspective in those moments when it actually is. If you expect it to be smooth sailing and then all of a sudden you have this pit in your stomach and you're uncomfortable, You might respond negatively. You might avoid the situation. You might cheat yourself by not doing the work. So it always starts on the upfront side of going into it. But let's say you're already into it. Let's say it's, hey, it's November. You've been chasing a goal and maybe you fell short of it. Maybe you've messed up. Maybe you got out of your routine because of work travel, holiday travel. And man, you were doing so well eating clean or you were doing so well working on that side hustle. You were doing so well with all of your sales calls and and you just kind of hit this rut. And what happens a lot of times in those ruts is we feel like we've got to get everything caught back up, right? If you go off course with your nutrition for a couple weeks, what's the first thought? Well, I got to go 100% all in and and I got to start doing two days because I got to work off everything that I ate. 
I know that feeling. I felt that feeling, right? You miss a week at the gym because of travel or sickness or something else. Your first day back, you think, I got to go all out, balls to the wall to make up for the time I lost. What happens a lot of times in those moments is we go too big, right? We, we injure ourselves physically. Maybe on the nutrition side, we burn ourselves out really quick and we find ourselves back in the place we were originally. I love to think in these moments, a lot of what James Clear talks about in the book, Atomic Habits, of thinking smaller. A lot of times we want to make up that time lost, make up that time that we, we missed. And instead, what we need to think about is what is the Lego block size action step I can take today to move forward? It's not the 15 things I need to do. It's not the three times I need to work out today. It's not I need to throw everything out of the pantry. It's what's one thing that I can do today to start rebuilding my momentum in that forward positive direction. Most of us, if we're honest, we know we try to do too much and it ends up doing nothing because we either get overwhelmed by everything we need to do or we try to do too much and we burn out too quick. But if we start small, if we understand that we're not going to make up what we lost in the last two weeks, three weeks in one day, then we can shift our focus, which is most important, into the long game. Look at things from, say, the course of a year. If you're someone who works out six days a week and you miss two weeks from an injury, from being sick, from travel, whatever, that two weeks may feel like it's completely destroyed all of your progress, but what if we zoom back and look at the entire year? What if you took those two weeks and you actually started spreading it out more? Those 14 days doesn't look like much. Didn't really cost you much in the grand scheme of things as long as you got back on track. As long as on day 15, you started laying that Lego block to move forward again. And that's really what it's all about is how do we shift our focus today into the one thing to move us forward? The other key aspect of looking at things, of especially when we get off track, is to actually go back and evaluate why we got off track. When we traveled, was it because we forgot to pack our workout clothes? Or maybe we woke up every day and we're like, well, I don't really know what to do today. We didn't have a plan. We didn't know what we were going to do. And so that prevented us. One of the things I love to do when I travel is when I check into a hotel, I go by the gym. Before I even go to my room, I go out of the gym and say, okay, they have a treadmill or, oh, they have dumbbells too. Oh my gosh, they got a ton of stuff. Then I will already map out what's the workout I'm going to do in the morning. So when I wake up, I don't have to think about it. There's no internal friction. It's wake up, put on the shoes and go. I already know what I'm going to do. Because what I found is when I was traveling and I would wake up sometimes tired, I'm in a different time zone, put on my stuff and I'd go into the gym and then I'm trying to figure out what I want to do today or I'm looking on my phone to try to find a workout that day. It ends up not being a good workout or I end up wasting more time that could have been spent training and then focusing on other priorities because I didn't have a plan. And so reflecting back on that is what made me realize I've got to change my routine when I get to the hotel to check the gym to make my workout so I'm set for in the morning. And that's a lot of times what happens though, right? We get off track, we mess up. And then sometimes we just jump, try to jump right back into doing it all over again. Try to start back again without saying, why did I get off track? Like, what did I do well previously, but where did I get messed up? Was it because I didn't block the time in my calendar? Was it because I didn't have a plan the day before? Was it because I was trying to figure out what I was going to say on that sales call when I was going to make it? And so what we've got to do is step back and evaluate those things, because what that does is it shifts our mindset going into it, that we're more prepared for discomfort. We have a plan throughout the process. We know what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. And here's the best part. We're going to learn from that. If we're going to have messed up, 
we're going to have dealt with the negative feelings and emotions of falling short of a goal, we dang sure better get something out of it. And the best way to make sure we get something out of it is by literally stepping back and reflecting of where did I get off track and what can I do better next time? It's this process that's so incredibly important because it starts to shift our focus off of where we fell off track course, where we messed up, how much maybe, quote, we're such a loser, we can't do this, I'll never get this right, I'm not as good as so-and-so. It gets all the focus off of that and puts the focus objectively on what's the most productive next step for us. And so that's the, probably the most important thing I've got to tell you in terms of when you find yourself messing up. The other thing is in that evaluation process, look at your environment. Who are you hanging out with? What kind of routines are you setting up? Where are ways you can better set yourself up for success? These are little bitty things of, of almost, how do you make it easier, right? If I were lazy and I wanted to be successful, how could I do that? If, if, I, if I'm lazy and I want to get in shape, doesn't sound like they fit, but let me think about this. What's the easiest, most laziest way I can start getting myself in shape, right? I can put my alarm across the room. I can have my workout clothes right there. So when I get up, turn off my alarm, my clothes are right there. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to pick them out. Even better, I can find a gym that's on the way to work or it's right next to my favorite coffee shop so that the place I'm already going every single day, it's just next door or it's just down the road, which makes it easier. I don't have to go out of my way. I understand this. I'm lazy. If I have to drive 20, 30 minutes out of my way to go to the gym, I'm not going to do it. So what I did is invested in a garage gym. I have a small class membership here locally because I love being around people, but I'm strategic on those days I go because I know anything farther, any drive farther, any place outside of where it's convenient to go to, I'm probably not going to do it most days, right? Because I want to value my time. So look at it from that perspective of, if I was going to be super lazy and yet wanted to succeed, what would it be? On the grocery side, if I was going to be super lazy, I would just throw out all the crap in my pantry and only have healthy stuff in there. So when I was having a craving, I would have to go to the pantry to do it versus get in my car. It's cold. It's rainy. Drive out somewhere to get it and come back. That's a lot of effort. So how do you make it easier on yourself in that moment? So there's less likelihood that you're going to fail the next time. So that's when we talk about this short, easy Little bitty things that you get off track when you miss a day or a couple days or a week. Now let's look at like the long term, right? The, the big gap, the months. It's like a cold car engine and that's really hard to get started. The reason book two took me so long to write is because I let that engine cool after I wrote Compete Every Day. When I finished Compete Every Day in early 2020 and sent it off to production, I was still writing some but not as much as I needed to. So what did I do? I, I launched the daily competitor email series. I was writing six days a week. And what that did is that kept that muscle moving. It kept that muscle warm. Every day I was in the habit of writing and learning and seeing what I could teach. But then in 2022, I stopped the daily competitor to focus on other activities. And in early 2023, it was kind of the same thing. I was traveling, I was speaking, I was doing all sorts of things. And when I sat down to write, like truly sit down and write for the book, it was a struggle because those, those muscles were cold. I hadn't warmed them up. They weren't used to moving and running. And there was so much friction to get it going until I changed how I approached it and set up some safeguards. And so this is the way I want to think about it. When I sat down to write the book, the book is a big deal. Lead Better Now is way, way bigger than Compete Every Day, mainly because I want it to be a very practical guide for leaders. But what I found is 
the more like in-depth and teaching I wanted to do in this, the more it overwhelmed me because it was so much writing and there was so much work to do in all of this. So here's what I did. I shifted my focus away from everything into first day. Let's just do an outline. What are some of the key topics and concepts I want to get covered? Then from there, I created Google documents for each of them. And then each day I said, hey, I'm going to write 500 words, 500 words. Some days it's great. Some days it's not. But every single day I sat down and wrote 500 words. And what was beautiful about it is I had a word count open so I could see my progress on that. Additionally, every day I would track my word count on my white erase board so I knew how many total words I was writing. I could see the progress. And then every time I finished a chapter, I'd check the box. What happens a lot of times when that engine's cold is we think about either A, all the work we have to do to get going again, or we do what we talked about earlier and we look back at, quote, where we were and worry about how much effort it's going to take us to get back there instead of realizing the most important day we have is today. We can't go back and change the timeline of when we started. We know the more we procrastinate, the longer it's going to take us to succeed. And if we're only focused on the elephant instead of the bite we need to take, we're never going to get going. And so when you find yourself stuck in that loop of, man, it's been months, I don't know how to get going again, ask yourself, what's the one small thing I can do today to start moving forward? If it's writing a book, maybe it's sitting down and just writing 200 words about what the idea of the book is. If it's starting a side hustle, maybe it's just taking 20 minutes to research what type of business structure you're going to be. You're going to be a LLC. You're going to be a, uh, an S corp. What are you going to be? A partnership. Perhaps if it's, Hey, I'm trying to improve my sales script and, and how I'm prospecting. Maybe you just spend 15 minutes looking up companies in whatever industry you're most focused on and then finding two to three people on LinkedIn who work in that industry for those companies. You don't have to do the outbound today, but what you do is you start to lay out the people you're going to contact tomorrow. One of the, the best things I did in my business was set aside a time every single day. If you were to get in my calendar, you would see a hundred minute block every single day that I spend time prospecting for our speaking business, writing either book or content for a keynote and reading. Said 100 minute block is the most important 100 minutes I have from a work day because they're focused on my priorities. And what I realized is I was a little bit sporadic with some of my activities. I told you writing book two, I, there was a long layoff in order to prevent another long layoff before I write the next concept and idea I have. I started scheduling just 30 minutes a day and then 30 minutes a day for a priority of prospecting 30 minutes a day of reading. Now, you may tell me I don't I don't have 100 minutes. My question is, do you have 10 do you have 10? If, if you stopped reading books six months ago and you're like, oh, I really want to get back into the habit, but man, the holidays are coming. I'm so busy. Retail season. You got 10 minutes. You have 10 minutes because may, I'm sure you can tell me what you saw on Instagram today when you were mindlessly scrolling or what you enjoyed about the latest Apple or Netflix or Prime series is. Heck, maybe you're like me. You've spent a lot of your Saturdays and Sundays watching football and maybe like me, your teams aren't doing so well. So you could probably spend halftime or even the start of the fourth quarter doing something for your priorities instead of continuing to watch that misery. But that's the thing. We all have the 10 to 15 minutes every day. Every single one of us do. We're just using it on other things that aren't our priorities and then blaming it on the fact we, quote, don't have time. 
So if you're stuck, if it's been months since you've been going and, and you just feel stuck in that habit, so much friction, so such a cold engine to get going again, say, hey, what's the one thing that builds my momentum today? What's the one thing that just gets me started? This teeny tiny smallest step. And I want to encourage you to use it. And then even better, I want to encourage you to write down every day, what's the one thing you're going to do tomorrow? So today, while you're listening to this, do the one thing you identify, but then the end of today, identify tomorrow, what's one more step I'm going to take. And then it's really cool. If you take out your phone and use something called habit share, you can add a friend of yours for free, tell them what the habit you're trying to build is or break. And then every day you get to check the box, it'll notify them so they can hold you accountable to doing the work. There is no perfect pursuit of a goal. Doing meaningful things requires our ability to be resilient because plans are going to be imperfect. Circumstances are not going to go according to plan. We're going to have challenges, setbacks, days we're off our game. However, the goal is not have a perfect, smooth path to a goal. The goal, honestly, is to be prepared for the imperfect role and to be resilient enough that when you get off course, you bounce back. You don't have to have a smooth sail in order to get to where you want to go. You just got to have a relentless spirit and the ability to keep bouncing back. You don't have to do everything today to change your life, but you could make one choice that starts moving you in the direction that this time next year, you have a completely changed life. Go in your day today, competitor. You know I'm cheering for you. Thanks again, competitor, for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. This is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm glad you're here because that means you're a driven leader who wants to maximize your performance and pursue greatness in every area of your life. To learn more about Compete Every Day, get involved in our leadership cohort, or find resources to help you lead better and succeed more, visit CompeteEveryDay.com. I'll see you next episode.